Welcome to Loose Joints, episode five. Um, this is our Christmas edition. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Loose Joints is where we talk about music, new and old, with a guest. And our guest uh, this evening is uh, May Kay. Uh, Hello. How are you doing? Fantastic. Good, good. I was going to say May Kay from Final Games, but obviously <gasps> that doesn't apply anymore. So, um, what it's are my you? first piece of um, press or whatever you want to call it since You're, the band's put up. So. This is far from press. Well, just thanks for allowing me, it's you know, I feel relevant again. <laughs> It's a what? It's depress. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, joining me, I'm not a nine, and joining me uh, as my co-host is Sally Cinnamon. Hello, everybody. I do keep Merry forgetting Christmas. to introduce you, Sally. Sorry. That's all right because I usually sit back and then I go, oh, I should, uh, I should, maybe, um, I'll wait. I'll say, uh, I'll uh, say it's grand. I'll wait. I'll wait for the next forty-five minutes. In. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm Sally. Yeah, surprise! <laughs> well, on this episode, we're going to be mostly talking about music from 2016, uh, music that we liked, maybe a bit about music we didn't like, and uh, everything in between. Uh, as we said, Loose Joints is the name of the show, so we expect to hear a mix of all sorts of music. Uh, we're going to start uh, with a song from, um, well, I guess we, we probably played it on our first podcast, and we're only five five yeah. young podcasts in, um, but a... A young guy from uh, LA by the name of uh, Anderson Pack. Uh, his album was released uh, on the last week in January. Uh, it's called Malibu, and I've been listening to it nonstop since it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're the same, aren't you? Say? Yeah, more or less. I, I, it was my summer album for sure. Like, yeah. and it still reminds me of the summer. Oh, I never, I just never, it never went off my stereo. Never went yeah. off my playlists. Always there. Yeah. Um, for the context, and I, and I don't skip a track on it either. No, it's a. That's why I love it. It, it is my album of the year because of that. It's, mm. It is an album. There's 18 songs or something on it, and you just keep playing them. Yeah, Kate well, was a, on a par for me. Well, we'll talk like about Kate Renata in a minute as well. Um, but yeah, uh, Anderson Pack. I guess background would be he had an immense year. Really, after he was on Dr. Dre's Compton album mm-hmm. last year, uh, he did some stuff on Stone's Throw. Uh, he also, ret- after he released um, Malibu, which was his second album, he actually came back and then released an album with, uh, on another on Stone's Throw with, uh, what is his cousin? Knowledge. Knowledge, yep. yeah, as No Worries. And that was another album called Yes Lord. And uh, he was also featured on so many albums. Uh, Tribe Called Quest He's album. He's on that Tribe, yeah, that's on. it. Yeah, um, and, and his tiny desk thing. What we were saying before is probably the best tiny desk. Uh, yeah, the NPR tiny had. desk concerts. Yeah, yeah. And I actually hadn't realised he was such a proficient musician. Yeah, he's until a, that. he's an amazing drummer. He's, he's an amazing singer. Yeah, decent rapper. Um, and they're so tight and so uh, so much fun to watch. That yeah. was that was definitely my favourite. I think. Yeah, and unfortunately, like he didn't play here this year, but. Um, uh, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but he's playing here in, in 2017 with Bruno Mars. He's supporting Bruno <coughs> Mars. We were so talking about we're that. going to have to go see Bruno Mars now. Uh, we might we'll have go, to. We'll go with the interval. I don't we'll know. Do yeah. they have intervals at big concerts these days? <laughs> the concert has an interval. The interval has a dance. We'll have to go. We'll have to see him. Maybe yeah. he'll do one of the festivals, though. Maybe somebody will realise it's a, he'd be a great band to see at a festival. No doubt. I mean, I was, he was supposed to be playing the picnic this yeah. year, but it never worked out. So that was a pity. Well, I'm just um, hoping he, his his bib isn't dirtied with the uh, with the with the festival workers. I hope he, he gets a. Gets I'd say a he'd be a pretty good draw, and I think he's only going to get bigger. Yeah, I'd love to see him in the sun. It'd be great. Yeah, yeah, he's actually on. He's on the Cape Town album as well. Yeah, he? he is. Yeah. Well, let's take a, take a song from his album uh, from Malibu. Uh, this is called "Am I Wrong," and it features Scooby Q. Well. Yeah. 
That is Anderson Pack with Am I Wrong featuring Scooby Q from his album Malibu. Uh, that is my album of the year for sure. And uh, Sally's definitely up there for you. But you had another choice um, that you picked that you've been listening to a lot this year. Yeah, I, uh, Kate Tarana and, and Anderson Pack for me were the two that I um, just played all the time and didn't uh, skip at all. And lots of things came in and out, but they were sort of the, the, two, the two big loves. I'd be crushes. I'd be crushes on those albums this year. Yeah, um, yeah. That were That was my one. And the K Tran one was a long time coming, really, wasn't it? It like, was. And I, uh, I, yeah. I was telling you before that um, the first listen I gave it to properly was we were we were doing a big drive down the country, and um, it was the first time I'd listened to it in and whole. And I was just like, oh my god, every track, and there was nobody on the roads, and it was just. Uh, Blair and we, and we we just played it the whole weekend over and over. It's uh it's really really special and it's um there's so many dancey ones on it. Yeah, like the loads of it works out. Lots of guests on the album, including Anderson Pack, as we mentioned. Also, Little Dragon, um, Vic Menza, Aluna George, Gold Link, Craig David. Actually, Craig the Craig David, David track best is track he's done unreal. Is it? Yeah, it, yeah, we, we, really we, nice. We were talking about this a while ago, saying it's actually giving Craig David this. Massive kudos. Like, imagine you were sort of slightly gammy, you know, poppy, pop culture Yeah. And then you have a bow selector come and completely destroy your career, essentially, yeah. with this fake... Totally. I think I'm you. still thinking of him like that. Yeah, I'm still thinking oh, yeah, everybody thinks now he's an absolute joke, and then he disappears, and then the next time he resurfaces, it's not to do some, you know, Westlife uh, sort of reunion tour. He's on a... Kate Renata album like it's like it's the best thing that can happen to you if your if your career took a dive and now that sound like all that 90s R&B yeah, is so huge. popular and it's so you know retro and ironic even but I think what happened is again. yeah what happened is a lot of that uh, original like that sound has been co-opted by a younger generation who maybe totally. don't even know about both like that and they're just like I was just Craig about David, to say that no idea. And like, he gets yes, a totally fresh chance now yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly and like you get it a lot when you're DJing you get really young people come up and ask you for gammy shit but you'd never you, you kind of laugh but then you never actually think well they don't know it wasn't it's it's our second time round. It's their first time round. Mm. Yeah. You know like the amount of times I get asked for the cardigans love me love me I'm just like really, go yeah. away no, you don't need to hear that wow. song again. It's it's probably the Cardigans, um, and Love Fool and uh, Toto's Africa. I'm like, you weren't even born. What are you talking? And then you're like, once you say the words, you weren't even born. You're a dick. You're 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 too old. You know. So you well, have yeah. to kind of, especially yeah, if you yeah. start yeah. playing a '60s tune. And then after not, they go, yeah, away. do you know what I mean? You're just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually not going to play Toto's Africa. Do you know why? Because you're going to hear it everywhere else for the rest of the year. But that was they're the most things I can ask for. Yeah, we 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 currently have a band on Toto Africa in our club. Yeah, you know, like it make a big comeback. Um, everyone finished, and it was a big mother yeah. thing, and it was all a bit of crack. But it's not put it back in the. Put it back yeah, in the I, floor, I, I, I think, we just decided we wouldn't play it because yeah, it's, it's too obvious. Well. You still end yeah. the national anthem, don't you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. our national enough. anthem is Barry White or Phil Collins, one of those. Yeah, <laughs> standard. You know, uh, I have ended sets on the national anthem on Paddy's Day, which can go either way. I've um, ended a set on Riverdance before, and that was well worth. That's it. That's amazing, killer. Well worth it. I've been yeah. at three weddings in the last couple of years that ended in Riverdance, and actually, it w- nobody was even laughing or anything. First few seconds, it was kind of funny, and then next thing, the whole room, we all suddenly think we're oh yeah, yeah. absolute geniuses, swans yeah. on the floor. No, it's t- 
Amazing. Um, as soon you... as you get the lift in that tune, you're like, oh, oh you're see you later. I'm actually Look. getting goosebumps. You can just hear <laughs> Jerry Ryan's voice. I, it was nearly my guilty pleasure on, on the podcast that we did. Oh, yeah, two was, podcasts do you know what, though? We had too many guilty pleasures. We couldn't That's right. Them. Yeah, we're going to have to do a special guilty pleasures. We just yeah. have a guilty, guilty yeah. pleasure podcast. Yeah, true. Anyway, back, back to what we were talking about, which is Kate Renata. Uh, we're going to play a song from him, uh, from his 99.9% album. The song is called Light Spots. <laughs> Me sinto completamente contente, posso dizer completamente contente. 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 Me sinto completamente contente, pos
That is Kate Tronada with 99.9% is the name of the album, actually, and that song is called Light Spots. Uh, Mika, you were saying that 99.9% uh, is a bit of a strange name for an album. Yeah, just <laughs> give it 100%. Yeah. Yeah. What do you expect from no, your viewers? 110%, 120, 125. Like, where did they draw yeah. the line? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go out there and going to give it 117%. Yeah. Fair play to you. I'm going to go out there and give it 99.9%. <laughs> as I always, yeah. there's always next summer. Yeah, because yeah. I want to make sure there's room well, for improvement for next room, summer. Room to grow, room to grow. <laughs> Like you were saying about it's like bit like four star pizza, so you know. Yeah. Why? Why? Why four stars? <laughs> Give the five stars. Just really good, just, lovely, just, modest people just creating go with these it. brands. Just go the full <laughs> way. We yeah. had a great review of our club, and that uh, I. I'll, I'll probably never forget because I love it so much. Uh, uh, somebody, uh, uh, a regular called Frank. Um, if you're listening, Frank, how are you doing? Uh, he gave it six out of sexy. <laughs> six so out of like, sexy. Yes, nice we're winning. We're doing well. I like it. <laughs> but that was Kate Trinata from 99.9%. And uh, 2016, uh, in many ways, uh, a lot of people talked about albums being on the way out. But to me, there were a lot of actual great albums this year. The likes of Frank Ocean's Blonde, uh, something I came coming back to, uh, and it works as a complete piece. Um, a Tribe Called Quest, which we'll talk about later on. Um, Solange's album as well. Mm. I know you weren't sure about it at mm, first. I still, uh, I'm just like, uh, yeah. I really like it. Have you heard have you Solange? Yeah. Um, I, re- I was so surprised in a good way by her when she started doing her... And I didn't know she was a musician, actually, to begin yeah. with. So, um, Losing You, was that her first Losing single you, last yeah, year, a couple of years ago? Years back, Beautiful. Yeah. But I have to say, anything I've heard since that, I've found lacking a bit. I, and I, uh, w- what a wanker thing to say, lacking a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a bit more detail in there, Sorry, I suppose. Sorry, Slange. It's much harder. Sorry, Slange. I don't even make music and I feel like a jerk, so anything no. like that, but you have to... For what you like. It's yeah, and, it's, and like, yeah. hearing Losing You, that for me, I ruined it for myself with I just had it on repeat. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, anything since she's, then, she's I just had, felt I didn't have the same punch. She's had fantastic producers and creators all around her the whole time. And um, she's been very lucky, I think. I, I, I'd be curious. I'd like to know more about what she really has and what she actually brings. I feel like it might just be a little bit... Uh, that she's been propped up yeah. or something, do you know? Well, I feel like the the album is a, a beautifully restrained um, album about what it's like to be black in yeah. America. And I think that's the biggest part of it. And it's a real album as well. That's what yeah. I really like about it. What it. Maybe a few songs stand out, like Cranes in the Sky, mm-hmm. songs like that. I think you're right about saying it's, my, my problem might be that it's restrained. Yeah. So it might just be you, me, you and I might differ on it takes that. It, it took me a good few listens to get into that and generally if it if an album takes me a good few listens I'm more invested in it and then I'm more uh, likely to uh, love it after that um, yeah totally so yeah um, I'll give it another go so yeah it's good and, and uh, look I've, every other list I've seen from this year has had Beyonce's Lemonade on it and I, I'm going to be I an naysayer and say, I, I tried yeah. it again last week, just out of interest. And I just, it's not for me. No, I skipped it's all the way through. It. And actually the last album before that, I skipped all the way through. I just thought, oh, shut up. Like you and him and you're like, like shut up. I just, <laughs> yeah. the lyrics were so daft. Do you know when you've all got a mate who's on Facebook so and every time you see they've got a new status, you're like, oh no, <laughs> just leave it. Just yeah, leave yeah, it. You yeah. don't need yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you on that actually. I just I've never I really just, thought about yeah, that. Yeah, it's just, it's all about their relationship and it's all this prop up of her and him and their love. And then next thing, he's an adulterer. And then it's like, oh, um, actually, 
a whole album about his adultery, but you're staying with him and your tour. Well, was that's what I didn't like about it because it like, felt it doing? didn't feel authentic to me at the end because I watched the you're visual. Cashing album in on it, you're making first. money on your. Yeah, but I like it starts really angry and then I it gets to the end and like there's this like the video especially is really soft focus. They're all lovey dovey and it's like oh everything's fine now. It's, it's actually fine. grand. Don't yeah, worry it's about grand. It. Yeah. So it's really yeah. like okay, so you, all that last hour is just. How about just leave your private life out of your music? Like I think the ads because they're business people. They're, that's it they're powerhouses they're yeah it's all business it, they, were, they were like how do we spin this into a money making thing and they did and although the most cringery moment for me of 2016 <laughs> was all these lads uh, like invariably white, white young men doing covers of Formation oh yeah oh I haven't heard any of them oh lads Thank it's God. not even a guilty pleasure because it's actually it's like a bad it's like a you, David Brent can you Brent. get through the whole thing without like 100% not scarls Scarls Central oh. you can't get through 10 can't. seconds of it it's <laughs> all these comments just being like WTF and a million question marks <laughs> wow. dude like read a history book man like, you know put it down yeah, yeah. just put yeah, it down yeah, yeah. it's not for you yeah that's not good I heard a local natives doing a cover of Ultralight Beam by Kanye West and uh, it was so bland and so white it was just like please don't do a gospel song don't. in an indie style it's no good don't mm. do it but speaking of that song I do want to play that song uh, a snippet of that song because uh, one of my favourite things um, that I've been listening to all this year is from Chance the Rapper um, are you familiar with Chance the Rapper? Yeah. he was on SNL over the weekend uh, Sean do you know? I didn't see it um, he was on SNL over the weekend and he's just like he's like a cartoon character he's yeah like, he is uh, it goes against everything I would normally like because it's basically God music, Jesus music, mm-hmm. um, but it's and it's super happy and positive. But there's something authentic about what he, the way he conveys it, that I just I'm okay with. I'm okay mm. with it. I don't mind that it's about like God. roots maneuver. He's yeah. He's I just big it doesn't with God bother well. me. Like it doesn't yeah. bother me. And actually, it, there's a great power in what he does as like a young musician singing about Jesus and doing gospel stuff so I'm going to give you an example of um, this isn't necessarily a gospel song but um, obviously Kanye West's The Life of Pablo came out and I, that was another album I was very disappointed by and now with Kanye this year and him, him going off the rails <laughs> I'm not surprised it's it's all over the place but there was one really really amazing song on it and a couple of well Fade was really good a couple of other tunes but um, the opening track which uh, Chance the Rapper was heavily involved in like I said, gospel vibes, and uh, I'm just gonna play you his verse, and I think this is one of my favorite things that I heard. This favorite, like minute of uh, music in 2016. When they come for you, I will shield your name. I will feel their questions. I will feel your pain. They don't know. They don't. They don't know. They don't know. Foot on the devil's neck to the drifted Pangea. I'm moving all my family from Chatham to Zambia. Treat the demons just like Pam. I mean, I fuck with your friends, but damn, Gina. I've been this way since Arthur was Ant Eater. Now they wanna hit me with the woo after Bam. Trying to snap photos of family. My daughter look just like Sia. You can't see her. You can feel the lyrics of spirit coming in Braille. Tell me the underground. Come and follow the trail. I made Sunday candy. I'm never going to hell. I met Kanye West. I'm never going to fail. You said let's do a good ass job with Chance 3. I hear you gotta sell it to snatch the Grammy. Let's make it so free and the bar so hard that it ain't one gosh darn part. You can't tweet. This is my part. Nobody else speak. This is my part. Nobody else speak. This little light of mine. Glory be to God. 
yeah I'ma make sure that they go where they can't go If they don't wanna ride, I'ma still give them raincoats Know what God said when he made the first rainbow Just throw this at the end if I'm too late for the intro uh, I'm just having fun with it You know that a nigga was lost I laugh in my head cause I bet that my ex looking back like a pillar of salt uh, Cause they'll flip the script on your ass like Wesley and Spike you cannot mess with the lie. Look at the channel from 79. We on an ultra light beam. We on an ultra light beam. This is a god dream. This is a god dream. This is everything. For uh, on Kanye West's ultra light beam, and again, I just love, I love that verse. I love the way he's kind of like seizing it and uh, just being really positive and. Uh, like I said, it's, it's basically a gospel tune, and uh, and his voice is amazing. Yeah, yeah, he great. just has he has some positivity and some real, you know, authenticity to him that I really like. Unfortunately, he did cancel his gig here this year to go and see Kanye West about a month ago. So fuck him for that. Yeah, that's not that sound. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that sound because you know he, he was supposed that. to be playing the Olympia first, and then he was doing the Helix. And I was like, all right, the Helix would be grand. He's like, he won't play a gig that small again. And then, like, by the time he comes back next year, who knows where the fuck he'll be playing? We should have tweeted him. Ha- hashtag, uh, at, uh, <laughs> hashtag bag the bad darts, lads. Bad darts. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of the Andre, um, when Andre 2000 featured on mm. the Frank Ocean album this year. Oh, yeah. When I heard that, I was like, whoa, play that again? Yeah. Whoa, play that again? Like, I did it two or three times. Because uh, I was like, oh, you know, it was really impressive. It was that, just, is, that is just like an interlude on, yeah, on the whole album. Yeah, and it's so slick, it's, it's so like good. It's 50 seconds or something. Well, yeah. Maybe we'll just play it, actually, because uh, it's it's something else, really, it is. And it's that kind of thing. I remember being in a a, a hotel bar on the Cliff Townhouse, I think it was. Oh, yeah. With Aoife for my wife for a review. Um, she does reviews for restaurants and stuff. And, Which is um, why you married her, be honest. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Um, but he, he was actually there. Um, having some food because he was here at the time, same time for the oh, Jimi yeah. Hendrix thing, and we were like, "Is that him? Is that could be him? Could be him?" I wouldn't be the kind of person who would go up to somebody. No, I um, wouldn't, and not in that restaurant environment. But I no, would definitely love to not. talk to him and ask yeah. him some questions. Yeah, but part of me was like, "Oh, just go up and say." You're not gonna get that chance again. Yeah, I never, yeah. I've never approached anybody like that. A fella told me in town one night at a bar that he was under three thousand. Wow, did you believe him? No, no, of course I didn't look because he, he had a Tala accent. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bit of a giveaway, lads. Bit of a giveaway. <laughs> well, here it is. Here's this uh, the uh, solo reprise from the Frank Ocean album with uh, Andre 2000. Uh, uh, so now I'm solo that I can see under the skirt of an ant. Solo that I don't get high no more when I try no more. I just go hint. Solo my cup is a rojo, my cholo, my friend. Solo that I can admit. When I hear that another kid is shot by the popo, it ain't an event. No more. Solo that no more high horses so hard to wear polo. When I do, I cut the pony off. Now there's a hole that once was a logo. How fitting. Solo that I can give a fuck about what is trending. Trying to cut down on my spending, regardless of winning. Instead of pretending and bending over backwards, over half of the whole had work done. Saying they want something real from a man, just saying that we being real persons. I hate that it's like this, I feel for you, and I don't know what it's like with a skirt on. So part of me, if I am being insensitive, but darling, this only works, sons. Solo my halo, say way low, it feel like it's been. Solo that when they throw pussy up, pesos don't pay no attention to it. Solo that I am no rookie, but feel like a kid. Looking at the other kids with astonishment while I'm on punishment, watching the summer come close to an end. After 20 years in, I'm so naive I was under the impression that everyone wrote their own verses. It's coming back different, and yeah, that shit hurts me. I'm humming and whistling to those not deserving. I stumbled and lived every word. Was I working just way too hard? 
Yes, that's Andre 3000 uh, uh, featuring so on the Frank Ocean album mm. solo, just like a minute and 15 seconds of, of magic on him. And he's also on uh, a Tribe Called Quest album as well. Yeah. On that song Kids, which is he's absolutely He's a dude. Brilliant. He's never yeah. going to change. He's like, he's a little, he's a little um, Prince type character for us now, I think. He's yeah. Gonna, he's I'd love to hear him do another rap album now. Absolutely. I really would. But actually, um, when, when, uh, when Outcast broke up, I... Uh, I, I I think Big Boy delivered so much more than he did, you know? Yeah. I liked every album Big Boy brought out since then. Uh, like, Lucius Left Foot, I still listen to all the time. Yeah, but um, I feel like there's probably a bank of music that Andre has that he's just not... Do you think? Really, well, maybe, maybe. Yeah, he I... He seems I, reluctant I, to actually go back to music. Really, maybe, yeah, I don't know. He's he did still the actor such a thing dude. for a while. I want to, uh, maybe he's just enjoying his money. <laughs> he's just enjoying his time. Someone out. for once decided like to do And then Big Boy, the entrepreneur with his, uh, with his uh, pit bulls, breeding pit bulls and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But also I just think like if Andre's, uh, if Big Boy's delivering so much, maybe it's hard coming up against that. You know, like like if, if a, such a powerhouse like them two break up, people are waiting to see what they come up with. And if one is yeah. doing so well, it must be hard for the other one not to want to come weigh in on, with something that might be compared to it constantly. Yeah, or know? at least leave it for a while <coughs> so that for a while people and, forget and, where and you then, were. And then it's before. your time. Yeah. And enjoy your cash, because Jesus, they must have loads of it. And I'd say they like enjoying themselves, those yeah. boys. Mm. <laughs> I remember seeing uh, Big Boy at Primavera the last time I was there and he played a set. You know, remember that stage down by the water? Yeah. Um, he played a set and uh, we were all standing, you know, there's a, a steps on the way up to the rest of the festival and we were all standing there about five minutes after he's finished and you just see this yacht pulling away with like 40 people on it. You could definitely see him with a big magnum of champagne in the middle oh, just pulling Jesus. off into the sunset. I was like, oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. That is the life. Like from <laughs> Those boys the back of the stage yeah. onto a yacht, straight off. See yeah. his later. <laughs> oh, be too, great, too. Great. be so good. So 2016 was notable for one thing. It'll be remembered for one thing. It'll be that we lost uh, quite a lot of big names in music. Um, obviously, David Bowie was uh, released an amazing album called Black Star in the first week of mm-hmm. January. Died two days later. He released his album on the Friday. I think it was the 6th of January or something like that. And on the Monday morning, he was gone. Mm. And that was a shock. And it still is a bit of a shock when you think about it. Again, you know, you're just like, can't believe he's gone. Um, but he did leave us with his one of his finest albums and, and a really complete statement, I felt. Uh, I have always liked Bowie, but um, I kind of not really listened to him for a while. And then no, Black Star the came around and I was really blown away by it. I can't, uh, I can't, I can't, can't do it. But there was two artists, like there was two artists that died this year who released an album shortly before they died. Leonard Cohen is the mm-hmm. other one. And I've never, I've actually never been a Leonard Cohen fan. I've just never gone into it, never been able to, I didn't feel even old, I never felt old enough to listen to it. But Which is where I only listened, to, I got really into Leonard Cohen around age 11 or 12. Yeah, I know. For some reason. <laughs> no, but it's just because I was wanted to be older and I was just really yeah. a, a drawn to really dark, serious music. I remember, it? like, you know I, I mean? took a, I took mm. an album from my sister when she had it and I listened to it when I was about 15. I was like, and you're like, oh, no, shut up. Not yeah. for me. Yeah, I suppose, but yeah, if I you think it's your parents' music, yeah. like, yeah. If you listen to something at the wrong age, you won't get into it. I'm, I still can't get into certain things that people are like, ah, oh, no, you had to hear that as a teenager, otherwise yeah. it I'm like that with the Beatles. I'm like, really? Yeah, just, just I never, think, I never had a moment al- with it. Beatles album for everybody. If I, if I knew you very well, I'd, I'd try and pick the album and give, gift it to you, because I do By think, the end of I the genuinely show. think, this, I'm not even a massive Beatles fan. 
but I it's one of those things I where everyone mean, goes yeah, yeah. ah the Beatles don't feel the same like nah come on you can't like you have to think about it there has to be like there's so they're, they're so varied and it's so old you yeah you, there's a Beatles album for everyone I think I don't think there's a Leonard Cohen album for everyone no. I, like my but sister I, just goes turn that but what I will say, what I don't, I wouldn't, I can't imagine myself listening a lot to Leonard Cohen's last album, uh, You Want It Darker. What I am impressed and it, I admire it because, like, lyrically, really amazing, yeah. really If you just listen to his, li- like, read a book of, of his lyrics instead of, it's the yeah. same for a lot of people with Bob Dylan, like, you know, a lot of people won't sit down and listen to his music. It's really, really intense and it can be really challenging if you're having in any way a difficult time in yeah. your life. Yeah. But if you actually read those lyrics as pieces of writing, it is oh, Of course, but amazing. I think lots of people dislike Dylan because if you if you hate Dylan's voice, you're, you're not going to like any, yeah, yeah, any of true. his music. Like Doesn't change um, up that much. Doesn't change up that much. I, I just, I've noticed, I literally, it's like I'm uh, like a child pretending that mommy and daddy aren't breaking up. I'm, I just haven't gone near Bowie, Prince, really? Leonard Cohen. I'm just not, just not doing it. Just like, nah, not listening. Don't want to hear it. No, I just haven't, I haven't gone into it. I'm just like, kind of just, it's too much. Like, like I think Bowie's exit is the greatest exit in history ever. It is. It you die, is, this yeah. modest, gorgeous gentleman with your dignity completely intact and then you just release something like that. I mean, it's, it, it it's, it would suggest like an ego would have planned it that way, but actually it was entirely the fact that it, the ego was drawn out of it, that it just That's, worked out that way, you know? Yeah, and I think as well, I don't think we're celebrating pricks anymore. No. Do you know, like I think at the moment we are appreciating gentlemen who are also yeah. understand where women are coming from as much as they understand where men are coming from. People yeah. who people who absolutely at the at the end of the day do take their ego out of it and go, I actually want to bow out and thank everyone and fuck off. We don't want yeah. to... I want yeah. to be cremated with my family just around me and that's it. No public thing. And it was so, so incredible. Um, and then Prince, it was well, like when Prince died, I just went, uh, just like you could deal with it because you've just been used to being dealing with it. Like everyone just yeah. felt like everyone was dying. But then Prince, and he was another in, like massive hero and somebody that changed the way I thought about lots of stuff. But like, just went, I'm not, I'm just not dealing with that. <laughs> just, yeah. And don't do it. it. Don't do it. He's probably not dead. Do you know, and then just about his death and everything, I was like, oh lads, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm just not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm just pretending. Well look, for us it's very easy because it's like, they just, it's not like they're around all the time and we see them. Yeah. Like, you can just, they're, they not, can just they're not in, in the Mortobello. Uh, they're not up in the Morto <laughs> doing three, three for two, you know, yeah. pints. Um, so we have that luxury. But I, I don't think people should be that, um, I don't, for some reason it doesn't seem as tragic of a prince because he gave us so much and uh, there's, he was so massive and it was almost like he was too good. Like yeah. there's, there's too much there. Um, well, but the only tragic thing is that he, it didn't seem to be intentional. No, and he died in a like, tragic way, which he, is always tragic. He did die in a tragic way, like, absolutely. And so. he's the opposite of non, like, he is ego, he is, his entire yeah. thing is ego and alter ego. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they're they're funny because they're the biggest ones and and they're the most important ones to but so They're kind of people. superhuman as well. They're so superhuman, that's You don't I mean have to deal that. with it because yeah. you can just actually <clears throat> imagine actually they went back people. up to space, yeah. Yeah, they're not actually real people, they're not for this earth and I think Bowie was slightly more human but, um, they're not real people, so it, yeah, I don't know. And that's what you were talking about earlier, you know, about certain artists who maybe reference God a lot and talk about a certain faith that you mightn't share. Prince was 
Yeah. You know, but still, it was authentic. It was real. Jehovah's it was something Witness. he. Jehovah was he? Yeah. Or the other yeah. one? No, yeah, the other one. Yeah. Oh, the other one. Which the one? There's 47,000 of them. <laughs> <laughs> the other one. The other, the other man. But you never, you have respect for it. And actually, in many ways, you envy it in some ways. Well, I I, I sometimes do when I hear people talking uh, yeah, so I, strongly. I, I can't understand having uh, that strong of faith, mm, to be honest. No. Yeah, yeah, no, same. I really can't. Yeah, I, uh, I have a. I impressive. can't do it. I just, I, I like, I try to be respectful of everyone's beliefs, but then if. People come forward that I'm just like, nah. Yeah. Can't, I can't I can't engage because Well let's talk about other albums that came out let's this year. Let's not talk about God anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about other albums that we liked this year. Any other albums that jumped out at you this year that you really uh, James liked? Blake over and over and over went all mm. the way through it, start to finish. Yeah. Felt changed how I felt about everything on it, which was weird the more I listened to it. I think I need to give that more goes because I just really didn't get into it at all. Yeah. I felt like that when I listened to it first and one or two jumped out at me. And then and now I love all of it, and uh, I I think it's it's that it's that proof that he's going from strength to strength. Like it's there's something like seventeen songs on it, and um, he's so young, he's so good, and he's um, like even his samples and everything he uses, I I just love it, and the one um, love me in any way. Oh, it just floored me when I heard it. His voice is insane. Like, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, I think I need to get that another go. Yeah, for sure. it's so good. Uh, it's dark, for sure. Um, But they love me in any way. Love me whatever way is is his... It's, it's the new Wilhelm scream, which is the thing that I... When I heard the Wilhelm scream, I was like, ah, stop, what's yeah. that? And then just listen to it constantly over and over and over again. Mm. There's, a, there's a couple of really good ones on it. Um, I love him. I think I I I I just I've always loved him, and I think this is incredible. Yeah. How about yourself? Um, okay. I was so Connor and Laura that are in all twins. Um, I was so mad about the stuff that they'd done before, and really gutted that the two previous bands of theirs had broken up. Um, it was almost like when they started all twi- or twins originally. Twins, yeah. T W V I N S. Yeah. all twins. Um. I kind of, before I heard any of it, almost decided I wasn't going to like it because I was like, no, 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 I liked the other stuff, there's no way. Um, And I talked to them recently and Lara had said, like, they kind of made a more or less conscious decision to do something more mainstream and they're not ashamed of it. And it was kind of funny because in my head, coming from being a snobby bitch about music years ago, there was definitely something to be ashamed of as far as I was concerned when I was Mm. younger about being mainstream. But, this is a really, really great example of an album that shows you can be poppy, you can be catchy, um, you can be without without loads of distortion over to try and make yourself sound cool, yeah. you know. And it's actually just really, really brilliant, great songs that actually mean something. Um, but I just think I have a lot of respect for lads who come from pretty um, alternative um, backgrounds to just go no actually I really want to do this for a living and we're not going to be able to do it that way we're going to do it this way yeah. but they're so good that it's worked there is a song on the album kind of about that as well isn't there Too Much Silence is kind, yes. of, kind of about that really possibly yeah or I, maybe even Thank You might be about that song that kind of like I thank you I, initially I thought it was you know a romantic thing but actually I feel like it's really a, a love letter to all the, what's gone before them for the or guys maybe I haven't yeah, about I that I think, I think the, the thing that's that follows through in it is that if you're integral and if you actually really mean it, like it doesn't matter what way you deliver it, like if you believe them yeah. and if it means something to them, totally, then it doesn't matter what way they, they, they're they not trying to bend your mind with, 
yeah. guitars, whatever. You know, it's yeah, like if you're really it's fucking good at what you're doing. Still it's really grand. good. It's yeah. grand. Do you know? Well, Connor Adams came from the cast of Cheers, who are a great band, and uh, Lar uh, K came from Adabisi Shank. Uh, and to me, the best thing about All Twins is that they bring the best qualities of what they did for those bands individually together. Uh, Lar is, for my money, the most individual and amazing guitarist hmm. in Ireland. 100%. Edge can yeah. fuck off. Um, <laughs> yeah. they actually, he actually met the Edge. I saw time. that picture. I'd say he was giving him some tips, uh, yeah. to be honest, because he's just an incredible guitarist. And... Uh, be, to be able to give him a platform where he's playing huge stages and doing what he always did because there's a lot of sounds on this album the Altwoods album that sound very similar to what he was doing with Adabee's Jank and mm. for and Connor same with Connor a bit Connor's yeah. got an amazing head for for a catchy but but very meaningful hook yeah. and I think they just streamlined it a bit more and um, you know hunkered down on things uh, we'll play a song from the album uh this is, uh, I don't know, there's been a lot of singles from it. I like, my current favourite is End of the Day, I, the Talking Heads buzz. Um, this is kind of a, a current radio favourite as well, I think. Um, mm-hmm.
That is all twins with Resurrect Me on the Loose Joints podcast. And we are joined by myself, Nolan Nine, Sally Cinnamon, and May Kay. And in Creep, <laughs> Jesus Crept in the Corner. Jesus <laughs> Sean is here. We're using Sean's studio as we always do. But uh, he's with us this Sean. time and he's not always with us. Yeah, yeah. He's usually sitting Special in the hall Christmas rocking. treat for Sean. Yeah. He's always with you, Sally. He's always with you. He's ever present. Like yeah. Jesus himself. Yeah. Okay, so we're, we're talking about albums of 2016. Um, one of the. Certainly, top three for me this year is a Tribe Called Quest album. Mm. Um, it shouldn't work because no, it should. Well, ca- no, you can't come back from eighteen years on with a member who's just died and then make one of the best albums of your career. You can if you're an absolute legend, though. Well, that's the answer. <laughs> Do what you bloody like. You can. And also, like, yeah, they were. Uh, it wasn't. Ex- it w- was sort of. Uh, Unexpected, but massively triumphant. And it's not just great because they're back. It's actually a fantastic quality album. Yeah. Uh, the tracks are brilliant. It's it's very of the time. Uh, the reflection is lovely on it. It's very positive. Um, yeah, we, you could talk about in our first podcast with Aiden, we talked about the De La Soul album. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't something that I really was able to listen to an awful lot. Yeah. Um, it was It was like that. It was nice to have them back. Yeah, you wouldn't listen to it. I'd say the raging. I couldn't I'd say st- the raging with this album. Yeah, I couldn't stop listening to this. And like oh, so this year, there were a lot of surprise albums. You had uh, the likes of uh, a tribe called Quest, uh, Frank Ocean, obviously as well. Um, Solange was a surprise album. Um, I think Bowie was pretty much a surprise album. Radiohead, a Moonshade Pool as well. Um, and uh, yeah, there was loads of surprises this year. Even, even Rihanna released a surprise album. And but a tribe called Quest album was has been the one. For me, since it came out in our well, start of November, yeah, that time. it was yeah. It's it's only a few weeks out. I I um I just love it, and it, it's it's sad, and it's lovely, and it's uplifting, and it's reflective, and it's a bit it's a bit uh, repetitive. It's a bit like um you, you need to keep hearing it, but yeah. also there's no crap tracks on it either. There's like not a single crap track, a track on it. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. I think what somehow he's managed to uh, Q-Tip does a lot of the production on it, and somehow he's managed to. Bring the spirit of what he what they did eighteen years ago up to date, without losing the spirit of it. You yeah, know? completely. It doesn't and sound like it. They were trying to phone it in or trying. They were really like the chance rapper thing. It's like there's an authentic authenticity there and a spirit there that you can hear. I think so, and I think it's because they're gentlemen. You know, yeah. I think they're good dudes, and mm. I think they've held on to an integrity. And there's nothing. They're not struggling with their identity. They're not trying to be anything. They're not. They're and they're just back and I ah uh, look Q-Tip you can't you know he's he's just the best like and and I'd love to see them maybe not keep going and yeah there's get, currently you know, talk about them doing some more stuff I just think like they should tour the this maybe slightly do some nice venues and then just leave it alone yeah I don't want them to do much more I think this is a mm. perfect last statement so we'll take the yeah, I think so. the main single from it this is We The People from A Tribe Called Quest from the album We Got It From Here thank you believe you cause we the people are still here in the rear yo we don't need you you ain't a killing off good young nigga move when we get hungry we eat the same fucking food the ramen noodle this simple voodoo is so maniacal reliable to pull a juju the irony is that this bad bitch in my lap she don't tell me she make money she don't study that she gon' give it to me ain't gon' tell me none of that 
She gon' take the brain away the place you sit on that. The doors and signs with Don't try to rhyme with VH1 has a show that you can waste your time with Guilty pleasure take the edge off reality And for a salary I probably do that just sporadically The OG Gucci boots are smitten with iguanas The IRS piranha see a nigga getting common Niggas in the hood living in a fishbowl Gentrify here now it's not a shithole Trend set up, I know my shit's cold Hand set up because I ain't so bold But hell, all you black folks, you must go Tribe Called Quest, We The People from their album We Got It From Here. Thank you on the uh, Loose Joints podcast. Our special guest today is uh, May Kay. And this is, the next song is actually your choice. Mm. Um, and my microphone's fine. <laughs> it's going all over the show. dealt with it beautifully though. I wish this was recorded. Very well. um, there we are. Um, <laughs> so you picked a song from Glass Animals. Uh, so mm. do you want to tell us why? Um, so uh, Other Voices this year at Electric Picnic. Um Joey Badass was our special guest later at night, so I had never seen him live, and I loved that Glass Animals um, "Lose Yourself," wasn't it? Lose, lose control, like lose control, say, yeah, yeah. lose yourself. That's the Eminem fella. <laughs> um, lose control, loved it, and I always thought Glass Animals for like for what I thought they'd look like or what I thought their backgrounds would be or anything. I was wrong on everything, so kind of liked that they reminded me to not go presuming things that I shouldn't presume, yeah. you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I thought the. This year for me, if if you've been listening to the radio, has been a terribly depressing year for music. Incredibly depressing. We're losing TXFM, losing loads of different things. Um, it's been a nightmare and it's breeding absolute shite as well because all these, if you can play a game with a record label, you get a record deal and then you're number one across stations. So I heard Life Itself by Glass Animals so many times and it, there's so much in it that makes me happy and makes me go... There's still clever people doing clever stuff out there, not compromising yeah. and still making pretty accessible tracks as well. 
Yeah, I, I remember their first album came out. I saw them at South by West about three or four years ago, and I was like, this band are fucking weird, but I love mm, it. They're it's really, really weird. weird. And they're up, they were already working with like American R&B singers at that point before the album came out. album came out, and it was really weird, kind of like ambient, atmospheric R&B indie album. It was really odd. Where this one, the, the newest album, is um, How to Be a Human Being, is that what it's called? Um, that is more, it's more bombastic for sure, Um and definitely more dynamic, uh, but still has that kind of same thing going on. But yeah, like really unusual lyrics, really unusual uh, style in lots of ways. And um, as you'd kind of say, it shouldn't make sense. Like on yeah. paper, this shouldn't make sense. It's too much actually going on on paper. But for some reason, it just comes together in perfect harmony yeah. for me anyway. When I went to the gig in the Olympia and uh, it was... I thought it was really interesting because I hadn't really listened a lot to the second album and I still haven't really, but um, it was heartening to see so many people uh, react to songs that are so weird. Yeah. And like <laughs> songs that like, you know, he sh- it just shouldn't work. I don't know about what it is about them. They're like, he, they're like, what are they from? Oxford or something like yeah, that? Yeah. And they're making music that is somewhere in the, in the Atlantic Ocean. Like totally. it's somewhere between America and England and it's, it, it doesn't fit anywhere else. I never heard a band like them. Just odd, odd. But it's great because, like, <laughs> I want to see. I went to see them in the Olympia, and it was a full uh, venue, completely stuffed, and singing all these weird songs. Yeah, and that's great. That's really good. And it's really good to see that because you know there is hope for you know bands that make weird music out Band there. for weird people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you chose uh, life itself from them. Yeah. Any particular reason why you chose that? I just, I can't, I can't get over the song. I can't get over, I so badly want to have written it. Okay. So badly. Would you be well? Okay, good. Would well, let's play <laughs> Life Itself from Glass Animals.
That is Glass Animals, Life Itself, on the Loose Joints podcast. Lovely choice. Uh, we're going to move on from albums now uh, of 2016 and talk a bit about uh, life and uh, songs as well, really, I guess. Um, now, it's only been probably two weeks since you <laughs> finished in Other Voices as well. No, we'll talk, we can talk about Fighter Games after that if you want. Um, but... Uh, other voices you're presenting other voices um, yeah along with Hugh Stevens and Annie Mack this year and last year was that your first time last year yeah and last then year. in the meantime you went to Austin as well you yeah. did Austin so they've been busy other voices this year yeah I think it's one of those things where you, it always looks like you're busier than you actually are so like it doesn't take up the whole year do you know what I mean yeah. So if anybody's listening to this still wants me to do something, probably free. <laughs> there's there's yes, been ten yes. months there where I'm very happy to do anything. <laughs> ten and a half months. How right? do you yeah. how do you enjoy that process? It's very different to being on stage and, and singing, obviously being yeah, in front of a camera and talking about music as well. It's the opposite actually. It's um so we played Latitude Festival, other voices played Latitude Festival last year. And then Eve Woodlock asked me to come to Electric Picnic to the other voices stage. So you're kind of introing and outroing bands. Now I've never liked being introed as a band because one time we got introed by this lad in a at a festival in the UK and he told some bizarre story about his kids, got a little bit upset and then kind of said and now and now in saying that I'd like to mention I'd like to welcome on Fight Like Apes and we kinda of walked on like what, what the, the hell the crowd is a small bit upset and, and thinks, I suppose, that we're about to start singing songs about what your man's just talked about. So, and it's happened a couple of other times where people have introed us and I've just found it like, we're a band, let us do what we want to do. We'll intro ourselves. Most bands have an intro, not most bands, a lot of bands have a song that they like that intros yeah. them. 
Um, but the other voices thing is totally different, I suppose. And you're actually talking to the crowd and you're talking to other voices and you're mentioning why they were picked. And it's all very sincere and it's all very authentic and it's all um, very meaningful. So and, it, and it's needed in other voices. It's needed because people are just walking from venue to venue and they don't know what they're going to come upon. So yeah, you need, that's true. You yeah. need to keep that connection there. So Definitely. yeah, this year you were doing the, uh, I guess, the other room, uh, the Emerald Room yeah. in On Counter Bar. So you were introducing them acts as well, as well yeah. as the church. And then, some, and then some interviews as well. But the big thing for me was, um, and I asked some advice on it, it's my mum actually, I was like, I was expecting some really massive, interesting response. And she was like, I suppose if you just kind of were a small bit more quiet. I was like, sorry. <laughs> she's like, you're just, you're not the point of this interview. And she's like, it's not you being cocky. It's just a different, it's the opposite. You need to leave them space. And I was like, oh, but maybe you just seem really passionate. And she's your mom and she's. Thanks, Sally. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like your mom's always going to say the thing that she'd rather see you let doing less. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Because exactly. she's always thinking about your manners or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's not actually thinking about... I think know, she was right, though. That's the only thing. critical. Oh, but then she needs to fake off. <laughs> <laughs> Me see, last year Don't as well. Don't ask her next year. Ask her friends. Yeah, ask your yeah, boyfriend. Yeah. I will, I will. Last year, I suppose, as well, when you're, when you're part of this really rich um, company that... Rich, sorry. I mean rich, <laughs> in, co- rich, in, yeah. rich in history and, and, and heart and everything. Culturally rich. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And heart, so much and heart. The one thing that, you know, must be stated about the voices in Dingle is that it's a very respectful place for bands to play and I think that's yeah. the one thing that uh, marks it apart from other places. Like, I went to a gig. I mean, I went to a, I went to see too many DJs over the weekend. Obviously, not exactly the kind of thing that would feature in the church. Um and you know people knocking each other around and like walking in and out and all that kind of stuff um, yet and then actually somebody tweeted at me over the weekend about the Talos gig in Cork and said yeah, I saw would that, have been yeah. a great gig if it wasn't for everyone chatting you know that kind of way yeah. there's none of that in other voices everyone's sitting in a church and they're lucky to be there and they pay attention no matter who they are which you think it's very what, rare actually it's sadly rare I think you kind of presume when you're when you spend so much time creating something and crafting something and getting the funding together and the interest together and, and the time together. It's it's quite shocking when you don't get that type of attention and you do kind of just get used to it. But the yeah, St. James's St. James's Church in Dingle um is the real antidote to that. It's really, really special. And it's lovely being side stage there before a band's about to go on. And I do feel a huge sense of responsibility in introducing bands because you are you're the little bookend to what they're going to do. Yeah, it's not just a gig, obviously, as well. It's no, a, it's being you can recorded see that on TV. You know? Obviously, for you because you're you, you can't learn off a line and you can't have something no. prepared. You have to go. Here's how I feel about this, or you know what what's totally. happening, and you got to go with the flow of what's gone on beforehand and stuff. And the lovely thing as well to see in that little side room is like any cockiness gets left at the window because yeah. there is no, no door. You have to crouch down in through a window. And people do feel that magic when they go on the stage, you know, young lads, older lads, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much you've done, how little you've done. You do see people um, coming into that little bubble and seeing why it's special and why they've travelled all the way from mm. Connecticut to go to Dingle. Like, you know, and it's, it's not a an easy... And it's a dose of a journey, which keeps away the messers probably as well. And, you know... You and went. It, and it sounds... So, <laughs> uh, she's good, she's good, this one. Glad I brought that Prosecco. Uh, <laughs> But also I think it sounds really cliche, but it is magic. There is something yeah. very magic about Dingle and especially that week. Like I've been to Dingle for other festivals and for other times, but there's something magic about that week. There just is, even if the weather's brutal or it just, there's a feeling like no other. 
And there's um, lovely respect as well amongst people. And it's people so respectful, I think. And I think lots of locals always say, this is our favourite one. Because apparently there's something like uh, only two weekends of the year where there's not a festival in Dingle. Really? Yeah, there's like an insane amount of festival there. And the other boys is, is their favourite because it's... Uh, Everyone's really respectful, I think. Yeah. And everyone everyone just feels lucky to be there and like it's a really special time. Yeah, and now it's even more people. inclusive because there's more things happening yeah. outside the church and like you said, all the stuff that you were you were Sorry, uh, yeah, in the other room, yeah. Completely free and um and, and, and obviously the stage this year was way bigger in and terms they do, of the they, same stage as they had at a picnic and stuff like that. I think so. the bands do know as well because I've seen bands go before them like um Conor O'Brien of Villagers, Mick Flannery, loads of different people who've done the other room first and then like, depending on what, what goes what way, they might end up in the church the next year or the year after. So they do know that it's um, a foot in the door, but the church is such a, it's a, it's, it is magic like it is. Yeah. Fairness. Well, one of the, you picked a song from a band that played the church on the last night, which was a brilliant night. You actually played with uh, that the Galaxy. That was weird, yeah. You sang with the Galaxy uh, the last um, set of the night um, we had Russ and Gana family oh Russ and Gana family played afterwards sorry and uh, that was brilliant but it was a really good night of Irish music we had Glenn Hansard in the middle um, we start what did we start with All that Saints night? All Saints, All, <laughs> All Saints. Ne- Never Ever All Saints yeah, um, one of my we had All Twins sorry as we mentioned earlier on and the team of um, John from the beach and then we had this band who for my money ha- are making the most beautiful music in Ireland right now and maybe like Ever in like right now is is in the re- entire world. Um, there's so much nice music happening here. Um, in and these uh two girls, Gemma and um Morgan, are making really really amazing stuff. Uh, I think they were about six songs in. Um, very short set they did in the church, but it really did blow me away. Second or third time seeing them now, I think third time seeing them now. But um, this is Saint Sister. Um, do you want to say anything about Saint Sister? Um, just that they're. They're incredibly well-trained musicians to begin with. They're really, really incredible. They came from orchestras in, in Trinity. And um, I find it really, really impressive for people who are so heavily trained to go so off the beaten track for what you're trained to do, you know? I think people who are untrained, you end up doing something kind of random anyway. But people who are equipped with all these very, very traditional um, features and whatever they're going to do, to do something so interesting and marry so many different things together. So they've got these beautiful organic instruments. They've got the harp on stage. Yeah. And unusual the microcorg thing to see as on well. stage in, in, in Ireland somehow, magically. Like, there it be. is weird. Yeah, no, yeah. It, you know, is. it should be something that we see a lot more of as, a, you know, the instrument that's on our coins. And this yeah. is a real <laughs> Irish comment as well, but there's sound. Yeah. The sound girls. Fair play to Sound girls. <laughs> Sound well. We were going to call this uh, this Sounders. podcast Sounders. Uh, we were. It was actually our working title for ages, but we actually came up with it as a joke for like we were like you know to Dylan and Lisa. We were like, let's call it Sounders yeah. with the crack. Dylan Haskins and Lisa Hagen have a podcast. Oh, sorry, called okay. Sounders, I just made the connection. Which yeah, okay. is which is named after the uh, the poetry We were like, book. yeah, but it's Sounders. We just invite really sound people in, and then we were like, okay, working title, and then we were like. We just call it Sounders. <laughs> we really had to go. We went back and forth for a yeah, long time. Yeah, I actually time. asked. I I said it to Dylan, and when I said it uh, out loud, and I said it to him, it was like, 
nah, I can't call it that. <laughs> an ounce of embarrassment and you're like, that. I'm glad I bounced that off you yeah, actually because yeah, yeah, now yeah. I know. Yeah, it's definitely just I thought them. crap tracks as well. Um, if you want to do one episode of um, crap tracks, he <laughs> said there's no crap tracks on one of the albums. Like, let's do one episode with it. All the albums have one crap track. More than one crap track. So there's a Guilty Pleasures album, a crack, crap tracks album. Yeah. And uh, not uh, like not a hundred percent, not a hundred percent. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> well, let's play a song from Saint Sister. Then uh, this song is called uh, Blood Moon. I gave my lover fruit to eat, but she left it at her feet. She is always doing that, doing that. She is always doing that. My God, I said I cannot share, and you can leave it lying there. You are always doing that, doing that You are always doing that And so I wonder will those scattered pips Take root behind your cracking lips They are always doing that, doing that They are always doing that We'll call key roots cement and well To grow within our shackles
That's a song from Andrew Bird uh, called Roma Fade. That's the choice of Sally Cinnamon. Uh, mm, do you want to get? It did go quite well after uh, Saint Sister, didn't yeah, it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, tell me why you picked that. You were, you were, you've been oh, deleting that from your lists. I, I deleted it from the list. It got, it got dropped, and uh, I don't know. I, 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 I just randomly heard it on Spotify uh, a few weeks ago, and I instantly just went, <gasps> and like I picked up my ears, and I was like, it's a bit cheesy, but I just really, really love it. And I like him. I really like his buzz, and I haven't heard him for a few years. But he was—he was very—he uh, was a very exciting artist. I remember a couple of years ago, back in the Foggy Notions days, when Leagues was um, bringing over great artists and and putting out great compilations. And he had a brilliant tune on that, which I can't remember the name now. But um, 
one of those ones that you like to see doing well and you like to see that yeah. they're still around. Mm. And uh, I just really like that and I think it's really groovy and um, there's a really pace to it. And it's kind of dancey. You might get away with playing it in a bar. Yeah. Maybe not Lumo, but you know, a bar. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like it. It's funny what you mentioned about the Foggy Notions days and like certainly um, I've been thinking a lot about the um, what the waves and, and the cycles that happen in, in music and that live music. That was a great time, and, wasn't it? Yeah, it I, I remember time. seeing Grizzly Bear and Wheelands yeah. that oh, yeah. the same night as something else. I ran, I ran down Whelan's. from Crawdaddy to see Grizzly Bear and Wheelands. And, yeah. uh, but like I know things go in cycles um, and this year, I don't know where the cycle is at. Um, unfortunately, the cycle seems to be a lot of bands breaking up, including A lot of bands yourself. breaking up and like, like more DJ things for sure, which is good for DJs. But um, I certainly remember that time for being uh, very band heavy and there was less work around for DJs. And yeah. uh, now it feels the other way around. But I, f- I felt that time was a particularly uh, exciting time, especially like you say, Crawdaddy and Whelan's between the two venues. Yeah. We were there once a month, each of those oh, venues. There when I started going out with Aoife, we were there like three or four nights a week. Yeah. We would think yeah. of the list of things. I couldn't probably think of them all now, but some of the stuff that I saw in Whelan's standing up at the front of the stage. Even things I like, saw, like Burial, like the, the first like, thing he'd ever played outside Ireland, played, like Burial, the very start of dubstep, like the edge of dubstep in Crawdaddy. He played in Crawdaddy? He played in Crawdaddy. Really? Like, Whelan's yeah. and Crawdaddy, you're dead right. You'd actually just spend... Actually, your entire year running between Crawdaddy and Whelan's is amazing. Yeah. It was great. I remember great. seeing the Amida for the first time in Whelan's, seeing so many Irish and international acts between the two venues. And We need another little small venue like mm. that now, I think. Yeah. It, I don't think the Workman's cuts it. I think we need another little, um, slightly smaller... Uh, like, not a bar, basically. Yeah, you need not one a that's bar. not just already a bar. Yeah. I mean, I know Whelan's has a big bar... But then Crawdaddy, we kind of went there because you just went there anyway when there was no gig on. Well, in, fair, in, fairness, in, in fairness to Pod, they did book a lot of good stuff there. They oh, great yeah. stuff. LP was on there. Yeah, um, but Tripod and Pod, like at that time, decade, like the, the, there was great stuff being booked. And like they had a massive yard where everyone was willing to stand yeah. out any night of the week. Crack. No matter how cold it was, you'd stand out there. Shifting lads. Shifting lads, chatting to everybody. Great we crack. we don't have that space anymore. I so where do you think we are right now? Is it just a house and techno buzz that all the kids are into? As in like kids, when I say kids, I mean people in their early or 20s. Yeah, I think we're probably... Uh, they're not the same. I feel I feel like we're not all into the same things, but we're all doing the same type of thing. Do you know what yeah. I mean? We're not all into the same music, but we're all still going to the same venues. Yeah. We're not going to specific venues for uh, things that we like anymore. And I, I feel like I play what I like, say, when I'm in Tengu. But when people come up to you and sort of suggest things, I realise we're on a different level. <laughs> and it's because of age, you know, it's because of a, a different thing. There's some very niche things. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I feel like maybe we're just getting too old. I, like I'm always refusing to go back to that, and that's usually what it is lately. But you've got bands though as well, like say Bitch Falcon Fan Club. There are a couple of they're all in the twenties, right? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. But they're actually not writing very young music. They're yeah. writing pretty. Um, Jesus, I'm not going to say the word. But, but that, sure. with everything we say, <laughs> it, it sounds like we're just getting really old. Yeah. But I feel like if Crawdaddy was still going, 
I think Grady represented a really uh, mixed uh, age group. Do you know? Definitely. Oh, Jesus, yeah. I feel definitely. a bit too old in some of the venues now or some of the clubs. Well, I feel a bit sad this year because not only do yourselves fight the games finish, you had funeral suits finish, you had enemies finish. And you definitely felt like there was, it is a closure of a certain era in a way that like a band, bands like yourselves couldn't continue for yeah. various reasons. Maybe... Maybe you could elaborate a bit on that in terms of like why you decided to do it, but also why you think that things have changed in that regard. Because like there was a big um, audience for even post rock music here a few years ago, and all those bands just disappeared as well. Is that a generational thing? Is it just like the natural course of a cycle is finishing and then the bands are finishing? Is that I what think it's. I'm. I'm hoping it's a cycle. Because if it's not if it's not a cycle, I'm I'm, ex- I'm way sadder than I thought I was. <laughs> because I need to believe that this stuff will all come back and there'll be to, we're fucked otherwise. You know, yeah. we just are. Well, like for us, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm certainly not stopping um, being involved in music at all. It's not that. It's just that, like with anything, it's like any sort of relationship. If you if enough crap happens, it's really hard to come back from it. And all that crap was directly related to. Um, money to begin with but then it gets related to well actually why aren't we if enough people tell you you should be bigger than you are you go well actually why aren't we then and maybe it was because you didn't ever go and do that interview that you're supposed to do maybe it's because you didn't it gets really personal it gets really bad and the thing about I feel very lucky is like me and my three lads are we still mad about each other you know Yeah. and we got to do a last show I felt like I was at my own funeral do you ever think like I wonder what enough people I hope loads of people will go and I hope they all say nice things about me it was magic it was absolutely magic so I feel like I have a bit of closure on it but um, I uh, let me see I don't know I can't speak for funeral suits I can't speak for enemies but I definitely know that that buzz that we were in around the time that we were doing each of us doing our first kind of second album isn't there anymore mm. at all and a lot of that's to do with loads of stuff, to do with drugs, it's to do with loads of different things, to do with different trends, to write different layers of things. Yeah. Quite different ways people party, different things people want to be doing on a night out. I don't think people have the capacity as much anymore or no, for the time being to stand and watch a gig, you know? Older. We're just older. You know, as in like, I think, I don't know, I spoke to uh, an Irish musician about this recently who's not doing as well as he used to do years ago when he had a lot of big hits and he was a big household name in Ireland. And he was just like, I just feel like the people that used to go to my gigs now live in the suburbs and have kids. And now I have to wait for their kids to get older and do a comeback tour because I can't try. I'm not going to try and appeal to younger people. And in a way, I was like, fuck, you kind of have to. Like, as in, I'm glad he's thinking about it that way. I don't I don't feel like we're too old, but I still feel like that was just the way it was. And we have to go with this groove now, even though it's not suitable but I don't know did people go Do I don't pe- think people just wander into venues and go and see something that they heard on the radio and thought was good no I, that's the thing I, I don't that's the thing is a big thing we used to do thing. that and we don't do that now I think like if you've got a if you've booked yourself a gig um, you used to be able to say right we've sold out half the venue uh, we'll get half more and walk up but that's not yeah. like absolutely not the case anymore I don't I mean for bands I don't mean for club nights yeah for bands, I don't think you can rely on that walk-up anymore. I think people are either, I don't know, don't know what they're doing, actually, if I knew that. I think, I think. having a different conversation. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I still think there is there is space for, we're, what we're definitely missing is a space for 
we we do we've done a couple of Lumo gigs where we've had some young bands in like Cinema and Laboom, um, and there's a nice little audience for it. Not a great audience, not a big audience, but there certainly is an audience there. Yeah, of people if they're presented with it, they will. So maybe it's a case of bringing the club, bringing the bands back into the club spaces more than. Mm, but then you're making, then you're just making a load of bands that sound the same. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. what's going to happen is if a band. If I start a band now and I feel like I want to be in a grunge band or a punk band or whatever, and the only space for me to play in the middle of me writing and finding my sound, the only space to play is a club night, I'm going to end up putting beats on it and turning yeah. it into a club band. Yeah, I think it's probably you know? a big contributor to the, to the actual problem. Um, I think that that could be one of the contributors. Also, is there? I would, I would definitely like to see less... Um, like the amount of uh, the amount of summer festivals we have with headliners, like there's too many in Ireland. I think I don't know how they sell the tickets. I mm. genuinely don't. We see everything in the summer, everything that you've heard that you ever liked, you can see in the summer. And mm. I'd like, like to see a little bit more of it in the winter, and less things to be going to in the summer. Maybe. Jesus. Yeah. But uh, do you know what I mean? Like if there was more treats I feel like we just see everything in the summer and we're still mad for the session even oh, if we're, we're getting still, older yeah, so we just and That's, we still like going to the session but, during no, the winter now we, just, now we just bump into each other on the sun and go I'm fucking wrecked I'm sick of this I can't another and drink. the rain doesn't help Do you want to see you later soaked to the skin I had to walk so far with my gear earlier on <laughs> we just we don't meet and hug each other we just give out about our, our schlep yeah yeah I think maybe there's a lack of like venues promoters uh, like and bookers like the, that, that that time with leagues and deck doing all that stuff in in Wheelands and and Crawdaddy and Pod, well, was, like, they were they were on they were on their best game. But like as an as a as a question as an open question, like what in terms of international bands because it's harder to answer in terms of local bands. Like what bands are you not seeing playing here that maybe you think could get an audience? Hmm. I see a lot of people. Or are they just not there anymore? I would just like for Irish bands to get an audience to be uh, backed and sort of vilified and sort of vouched for more. And I, they're not getting that on the radio. Yeah, um, well, the radio is completely... They're uh, just not getting that. Failing Irish bands. I know there's a talk about that quota thing and I think that's... I, I don't know where that's coming from. I don't know I don't know if it's defined enough to even talk about. Mm. No, uh, I don't think it is. They're it trying to bring make... in a 40% quota in, in law for Irish radio. There is kind of an, already a quota in place, but... It does seem to be a misguided thing. It doesn't really. Totally. And if it, it if it valued it new do? music primarily, then I would be more willing to support it from somebody like myself who writes about new music. I feel like if you don't support the new artist, then you won't get anywhere. No. It's all right to fulfill culture and the Dubliners to be like, oh, we want more Irish music on the radio. I'm sure they're not suffering. I'm yeah, sure they're not that's suffering. That's what I'm saying. If, you, if the quota goes up right, and then you, we've got what five easy listening radio stations now. Does that mean we're going to have to hear put the message in the box, put the box into the car, and drive the car around the world? It probably I hope does. so. It probably like, helps so. Like, guilty pleasure time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it, it's just a hassy about new music or just a leg up. And I, no, it. I I think they're more dependent on people like us uh, who are trying to just do it not for money or for any other thing but just like these lads are deadly like they need people mm. to vouch for them to actually yeah. vouch and go go and see these they're great yeah yeah I think um, so and I think we've all got like social media stuff that I get so annoyed with and frustrated yeah. with sometimes 
sometimes you just have to be a bit pushier and go listen do you remember the first time you saw blah blah well these lads are going to you know what I mean We yeah. maybe we do yeah. need to even uh, Dahi is a good example for me I like he's had a couple of songs in the last few years three songs in the last few years and he's got some radio play but like I feel like Dahi is an artist that should be on the fucking charts well, that's yeah. Sinead White be, tune what's the called uh, Loves Loves on Top I picked it as my favourite Irish tune of this year I just think it's incredible and it should be played by everybody all around Every radio station will be playing that. So tune. what's happening then? Now? I, like, don't know. Why, I don't know. Why? Why is that song? And, you and could is say this, it's the, is it back behind the scenes politics that we're not. No, well that's not a like. Dahi was originally on Sony, and his for his debut album wasn't exactly uh, promoted in the best possible way. Now he's independent. Um, the song is there. It's there, and like plenty of listens, and you know it's. As in, it has support online, but it doesn't have support by a wider media. So, mm. in terms of radio, anyway. So, um, that's one pity. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where we go from there after that. <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm going to play <laughs> the next song, but uh, it is called Loose Joints and nothing <laughs> makes sense. So, <laughs> that's a segue as much as you need when yeah, it takes big yeah. time off the edge of the So, yeah, I guess we, we were kind of going from albums to, to other things, and uh, we kind of thought we'd pick a song each of us, myself and Sally, that we liked this year that maybe people haven't heard or they might have missed. Um, Andrew Bird was yours as well. Yeah. Um, so my one is actually uh, Empress Of, who I'm a big fan of. She had an album out last year. Um, that's uh, Lorelai Rodriguez. Um, and she had a great album last year. And this is a once-off single, um, really uh, great track called uh, Woman Is A Word. I give it a spin. <laughs>
getting loose with the luminance moves. We had two, two tunes in a row there from, uh, that was Beck with Wow and Empress Of with Woman Is A Word. Um, Mika, you picked Beck, Wow. Uh, was that a once-off single that he released this year? Or was yeah, upsetting. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I just think he's, like when we're talking about Prince and Bowie and stuff, um, there's just some people who are, when they're on a stage, you're just glued to them, just nothing and nobody could take your focus off them and for me Beck's one of those guys um, his own personal choices uh, make me question a small bit Yeah. well I mean yeah. you could say the same about back Prince the religion. as well, right? well yeah, yeah. It's, back, yeah. it's the same thing right a strong it's, belief yeah he's got a strong belief he's got a, he's got, he's got a strong belief <laughs> <laughs> and, and loads um, of money so actually and loads of money <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah and he's and an amazing and performer and, but he's unassuming he's not mad flashy and yet you can't keep your eyes off him yeah. you know what I mean he's, he's a great amazing. performer and he 
you believe the shit out of him. Oh my God. And it's, again, he's somebody who wears his influence on his sleeve nearly. Yeah, big time. You know, uh, he's, it's, it's a really it's interesting it's, it's not bind. A, it's not overly complex. He's not trying to massively impress anybody. Like I, when I heard the album last year, I'm so tired of being alone. I was just like, oh, oh my God. Just immediately just went, oh, Beck, what are you like? You're just pet. so sweet. Ah, pet. <laughs> Darling, what's wrong, loving? You've been to Dingle. <laughs> loving, go to the church, St. James's Church, loving. Look after you. <laughs> you wouldn't be well, Beck. <laughs> oh, stop. So apparently that song is from, uh, he'll have a new album that'd be more like that kind of frenetic, energetic. <laughs> it is pretty, it yeah, is pretty yeah, strange yeah. It's pretty different. Yeah. It's very LA. It's yeah, and there's a strange video as well for that song, um, which is pretty cool. Have you seen the video for it? No. Oh, it's great. It's just bizarre. Oh, it it's, like a, it's like a series of gifs. Okay. Uh, in, in a music video. <laughs> She's in. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I'll be into that. But he is, no, I think it's really, it's um, especially compared to the last thing he released, it's really interesting. I, I've started realising like my, my old band um, <laughs> your ex-band yeah we were like afraid of leaving space and things it was just because of the type of music we listened to there was never space it was always why is there a gap there throw in a hook there why is there you know um, whereas Beck even that song there's a lot going on but there's a lot of space in it um, and I think he's really amazing for that there's a real attractive confidence about a songwriter mm-hmm. who's not afraid to just let something sit for a couple of lines and mm-hmm. then come back in with something pretty random. He's, cool. not, he's not trying to keep keep the ball up in the air. He, he's hoping no. you'll just give it the time that he's given it. I exactly. like that. Yeah, amazing. Cool. All right, we'll move on. So uh, our next choices are from myself and Sally. Um, we're down to our last three songs on this one. Um, but we, we, what we, I guess what we're doing here is really picking songs that we'd be DJing a lot. Um, yeah. And actually, I'm cheating a little bit if we're talking about 2016 because this song came out last year. But in fairness, I've probably played it at, I'd say, at nine of the 12 last Lumos. So that kind of counts for me. Um, Fort Remote, uh, he played here over the weekend. He's a producer um, and DJ. And he released a an edits 12-inch uh, of Peter Gabriel uh, tunes. Oh, that one's fantastic. Yeah, one so... It's it's one of those tunes that uh, people come up to you and they're like, "What is that?" Because mm. you can't shazam it. It's not on shazam. It's only it's twelve not on inch. Shazam. No, no, I don't think so. Um, Gav from Lumo was uh, DJing a charity event on Saturday night in the Burnshaw, and he got asked four times during the seven minute, in seven minutes what that song was. So that's just an indication. I'm going to give you a spin of it. Uh, the release is called PG Goes Dance. There are three Peter Gabriel edits on it. Um, and the song I'm going to play is an edit of the song called No Control. If you want to buy it, who you want to find it, it is under the name PG Goes Dance and Control with a K. And uh, we'll 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 come in with uh, some Peter Gabriel now.
So that is for Remo. Uh, PG Goes Dance and the song is called Control. There's two great B-sides on that as well. Picture and Lost. Uh, I've been listening to that for over 14 months and I'm never sick of it. I've just never got sick of it at all completely. Uh, one of those tunes that I just I want to play every time I'm out DJing yeah. somewhere. Um, it works as well. Yeah, it does, it does. Because lo- nobody knows Peter Gabriel. <laughs> People in the <laughs> audience don't know who Peter Gabriel is. Yeah, yeah. Mostly, I would say. But I like that curiosity about it. People do ask. Yeah, and they seem uh, to be keen for I'm happy to tell them that it's uh, Peter Gabriel's song. And they should <laughs> check out the Sledgehammer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The Fat Mask Girl video. Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer uh, Live. Video. Check it out. You'll see he's wearing a white shirt. And it is highly entertaining. Everyone should watch it at least once this, <laughs> this weekend, this Christmas season. Very good, very good. Uh, Sally, your, your tune that you've been playing out a lot uh, is from Midland. Yeah. Uh, English Geezer, I think. Um, proper geezer English proper geezer producer a little bit like Midland sounds a bit threatening almost doesn't it yeah, yeah. it does yeah. Uh, he should just have Midlands yeah, yeah less threatening good. he's from the Midlands what what damage can you do in the Midlands <laughs> Longford ah, he's not terrifying uh, he's Midland and he uh, basically um, I think he's a, I, I think he's a little bit like uh, Fort Ramo and a little bit like um, he, he the, the bits he loves from tunes so he's a like a re-editor but it's less uh, remixer, but it's uh, there's a bit more heart and substance to it where they sort of completely deconstruct the track. And um, this one, it's it's a tricky one to play because the the BPM is so uh, it's a it's, I think it's like one thirty eight or something. It's one thirty three. Yeah, is it? it's it's pretty high. Um, but I I've actually played at the end of a Tengu set I did a while ago that just happened to go randomly really well and I and I happened to record it which was amazing like three and a half hours but they have a function one system which kind of makes it, it like commands you to play better because you can hear and feel everything around you so you're like ah! you know you, you don't keep it right take your eye off the ball yeah and um and I played this at the end of it and there was people just going like oh my god what was that what was that you know no they were very high that's fair <laughs> but um every time I, I've played I've I've ended a few sets with it since and people are still like, ah, what's that? So good. And then um, everyone I sent it to, that I, like pals or the DJs that we send music to each other, they're like, ah, here, I oh, sure I'm playing that. Like that's, yeah. We've all been playing that for a while. That's a good one. Um, I did a top ten on the on nine nine, and uh, two or three people picked this tune as one yeah, of their top ten of the year. The minute, like always, the minute I sent you my list, I went bollocks. <laughs> Because I had it say, it kind of saved as a as a weird thing. So yeah, that would have been one of my top ten for sure. Because I did play it a lot this year, and it's good crack. Yeah, it is. Um, he actually, fun fact, uh, he has a new label which this came out on, Regraded, I think it's called. Uh, and uh, so he released Christopher's son uh, very what? recently. Yeah. So Hubby Davidson is a uh, a producer um, and DJ. And he's played, he played Longitude last year and he played a few other places. Oh. And he had a great uh, edit of an old disco tune called Sanctified on, on Midland's label. So there you go, Hubby Davidson. Um, Jesus. Brother of Rosanna, obviously. Rosanna, so there you go. Of the Chris de Berg, a spaceman yeah. came traveling. Yeah, lovely. Um, Very tall. Very tall. Fair play to her. Fair play to her. Jesus, you're first tall. And on that note, we'll play a bit of Midland final credits. <laughs>
That is from Midland, a song called Final Credits. That's out on uh, 12 inch, I know, That's for sure beaut. now. It's an absolute beaut. Mm. Yeah, nice Gorgeous. tune. It's, it's back on reissue at the moment if you're interested in that. Um, we're going to finish uh, on this show um, with a, a selection from uh, Make Hay, which is an Irish song um, and an Irish album, I guess, really as well. Uh, my Irish album of the year, um, we're, we're from. Rusangana family. Rusangana family, yeah, yeah. They're. Um, they're such an incredible uh, group of guys and a gorgeous girl as well. Um, what I found really impressive about them is that they can do these. So they played at midnight at Electric Picnic this year, and I saw them, and they were they were incredible. But they they're so high tempo; it's almost it's Gag almost frenetic. Yeah, 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 it's it's crazy. But they're so good at what they do, and they're so confident in what they're trying to say to people that, like, in the middle of all this madness this gorgeous girl Denise comes on stage and does this beautiful spoken word piece about women and consent and um, I guess in fairness sexual assault and, and, and how we but you could hear a pin drop at Midnight Electric Picnic it's great yeah. hear a pin drop and they den- then did this um, gorgeous song um, not gorgeous song sorry gorgeous piece about um, spoken word piece effectively about bullying Oh yeah, well that's the song on the album. Uh, the album's called "Let the Dead Bury the Dead." The song on the album is called "Losing My French." And every time yeah. they play that song, they started yeah they started playing it at like uh, like an almost theatrical piece really. Totally yeah. Um, no music. Um, by the time they got back around to other voices this year, they were playing it with some music, but still never lost its appeal uh, and its impact because it's just it really gets me like it really gets me and like music can't touch me very personally in lots of ways, but. Uh, what they do, I really feel, you know, what happens in God knows is he, his voice when he talks, when he says these things, you feel like he every time he says them, he feels them. Yeah, I mean, a lot of really a lot of their me. album is about uh, being two lads who uh, who are rappers who don't aren't misunderstood by their parents and who don't have the support of their parents, and that's a tough thing to mm. to you know raise your craft and and bring it around the world and and. Uh, travel around the country with um, to get your name known as somebody who uh, you know basically raps about how your parents don't support you mm. um, and that song gets to it there's a great line in that song uh, so many parties but nobody invites me so many uh, I can defend myself but nobody fights me you know it's like mm. it gets to the the crux of what it is to be somebody who is misunderstood as a kid yeah. and same with that that whole lyric is just brilliant and the way they do it live you know, he's like been called to the principal's office and the principal's office can't pronounce his name and he's like, it's plain in English, my name is God knows, that's my name. Like, mm. that's what it is. And when he gets to the end, like, I still want to make you proud of you just don't know. You think I lost my language and I lost my soul, but I still haven't. I've lo- I haven't lost anything. So that was the whole yeah. point about that song and uh, it's such a beautiful We We, uh, we, we don't ever think about um, the compromise uh, that a kid, like, to try and fit in but to stay true to his family and, and, and that's like most kids, like all the rap we listen to, you might think, Jesus, what do the parents think of the stuff they say? But they're just trying to be re- really respectful because it's half their identity yeah. coming mm. here and their parents don't like climatise like they do. They have to ch- like change their accents because they're going through that process in school and they're becoming At that age, it's up. already difficult enough. And it's already difficult let enough. Let alone, yeah. Um, so it's something we... Yeah, we don't think about, do we, at all? Uh, no, and I, I think alter, these lads... The alteration between, like, trying to fit in, but trying to stand out, 
and trying to be respectful, but trying to change, trying to add to who you are, yeah. but trying to say to who you are. Well, there's a lot of references to that on on the second album, Let the Dead Bury the Dead, um, talking about, you know, how they thought they had to be American rappers. Like, I thought I had to be... Yeah, you know, had, with an n- accent, yeah. it's time to be Shannon. You know, that's where they're from. They're from the Shannon. They're like, I'm not going to pretend to be anything I'm not. Yeah. And I'm just going to embrace it. going to talk about how great I think Winings are as a band in my yeah, song. Yeah, you know, And for like, me, like, it's the same like as, like, same as for me, like, girl band, where, like, mm. I find myself just in tears t- during the middle of the set and, like, I shouldn't be. It's really all this yeah. really deadly big tunes oh, and you you're like... Oh, have I brought? Have I no, but like, opened like, a can you, of worms there. No, no, but like, you know what? You know where they're coming from, and you know. Oh what yeah, about, and you like so you, you can can you know you you can kind of know you can see what they're. And again, they're sound. They're so sound. <laughs> they're so sound. Oh man, Ireland is sound. And there's and they are really really like, you know, if they play a good show to a good audience, they're so wonderfully grateful about it afterwards yeah. like they re- and I know you should be that way we shouldn't be thanking people for being sound but I uh, know but they, they're packing out like they're oh, yeah. and all their shows are magnificent they're like and you're mad proud as well like you say you know you're just like oh, you, get, you yeah. get that sort of teary for, for with pride and it's really nice to feel that for Irish bands I think yeah definitely I, it happens to me a lot where I'm just going oh I'm so delighted for her they're, they're yeah, so brilliant it's true. you know slide for fair play to now she looks great <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's been slipping in now tonight. Another feeling of like <laughs> the Prosecco and the Christmas cheer. I haven't drank any of that though, so. Oh, that's just... weird. Yeah, because yeah, because you don't really take a drink, do you? No, no. I, do, I don't. <laughs> I don't ever want her on the Christmas day with the family. Yeah, I just a glass of sherry Christmas. Just, uh, just a glass of Bailey's. I know. All. Listen, and a half a glass of champagne at a wedding now, but only for the toast. Do you know? Otherwise, <laughs> I wouldn't bother with it myself. <laughs> oh, so, maybe we should have a boozy. Every podcast, not the Christmas one. <laughs> you could it rename. Would go on a lot longer. Sean is happy about that. I think. Yeah. Sean's like, yeah. I'd have something to do then. He's happy. Yeah. I could just booze. <laughs> but um, I think the. I hope these lads. I really do. You know, when you're watching a band and you just want to be like, the, like with all this crap we're hearing on radio all the time, you're like, please. Not only do they deserve to be listened to, they're really clever about the way they're writing songs. They're actually writing pretty catchy fun tunes but the content of those tunes is so really important yeah I'd love to see them well the yeah. magic is better. they're making a massive connection with the young crowd and us that's true they're, they're yeah. bridging that gap completely that's true they're speaking to both of us and yeah. that's that's really special about it and for and I know we said it they're sounders as well but like four of the of the most interesting people I've ever met if you include Denise as well who we talked about um, she's a really interesting person as well yeah. who, who features on the album um, and Merle and God Knows and John as well um, ob- obviously as well the other part of it is that they're rappers from Claire Limerick mm. as well which is not the norm yeah. so that's good to see they do a lot of stuff for kids in Music Generation they work with kids as well so you know there's a good chance that you know they're developing helping to develop the next generation yeah. as yeah. they are doing it themselves and paving the way so that's a good way to leave it I think Definitely. in terms of a, a positive way uh, to look on a somewhat shitty year, but Jesus, lads, you know, like it was shocking. The worst, wasn't it? Ah, oh, shocking. I don't know. I've never. I don't. I've never. There hasn't been one like this. Like I, it was the worst. I was nearly like. I don't mean to be rude. I was nearly laughing by the end of the year when I hear yeah. about someone else dying. I was like, of course they did. Or then just Trump yeah. to go, ah, sure, look. Listen, the only thing that's that not even make... the worst thing that happened That's this year. God love us. I won't. I actually won't say it. I was going to say it. No, say it. No. 
The only thing that would make this worse is that, like, if David Attenborough died, that was it. Because I was watching. No, Plan- I know, oh, but so I was watching. I was watching Planet Earth. I was watching Planet Earth. I know. That's the thing. We're I'm grieving like, him already, and he's not even bloody dead. I know. I like. Oh, I watched. The, I watched the program. And it was so amazing. I was like, and then I watched him do that last scene up very high, and I was <gasps> like, oh, this might be the last time this I ever see it. him. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, this is it. Because listeners and I like tears in his eyes. I read it took Planet Earth to five or six years to make so I went well there won't be Planet Earth 3 because he's not got five or six years left and I was yeah. like ooh <laughs> I'm just watching Planet Earth like it's a swan song I like, like the way you tried to say that to leave this on a positive and I know it just ruined it we've killed David Attenborough on the podcast imagine we went to he was actually dead tomorrow we'd be like Niall you actually killed him but we can cut it out can we give this a couple of days before we put this online just in case I won't do that well Mary Kate Gary, thank you for coming in, and thanks for talking to us, and thanks for sharing your choices. And thanks for coming in again. We have to get you back for the um, for the um, crap tracks. No crap tracks. Crap, yeah. crap <laughs> tracks. Or oh yeah, the Mads Girls and the um, guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. Yeah, guilty <laughs> pleasure too. Get you ever guilty pleasure too? It's a lot to talk about. It's very personal. It could be its own it podcast, is. really. Just, just, just bring some Simply Red. It's all you. Yeah, you Simply Red on. and the Bee Gees. That'll be it. Yeah. Right. Uh, what song would you like to hear on the way out of Rosangano? Uh, soul food. We go. I soul? would love to see, hear soul food, please. Okay. We'll leave you with soul food. Uh, happy Christmas and a Merry Christmas, Christmas. everybody. Yeah. Better New Merry Year. Merry Christmas and a Happy Wait. New Year. Yeah, and twenty to twenty seventeen, and to this is from Rosangano family, and a song called Soul Food. On my mobile phone, right in the middle of my Sunday roast. I don't even care if they got gold to offer for free, they're going on hold. So tell my boss he's going on hold. My soul food. So you think, huh? Even the cop twenty one, gonna kill off my soul fuel. This the way for all my brothers, and you're gonna learn soon. I've been working and scheming for all of my life for this soul food. You can never tell me nothing when I'm on my soul food. Even the cop twenty one, gonna kill off my soul fuel. This the way for all my brothers, and you're gonna learn soon. I've been working and scheming for all of my life for this soul food. My name is God knows, also known as Arayan Diggers. If I got a G, I'm grand. From the generation of young and you not cool or grand. The French MC, Lime White. In the sea, hazel into the stream. High quality wap make we love that soul food. All those downloads of junk food. You eat what you kill, you murder us. You can't sit with us. Never with a CD or vinyl. You can't eat with us. Honestly, I don't know no better. Out to the kids that I don't know better. Ain't no message could have been any clearer. So I'm standing with the man in the mirror. Still, I see no 
changes Wake up in the morning and I hate myself Can't be mad for the records I don't buy myself Walking away from the world that I wanna save If you wanna be a king then you gotta be a slave Reach over to the antidote, Travis Scott And even those left the dead, bury the dead I will never be on your grave Let me just say, Biggie and Pac Get the appreciation beyond the grave I went to the life to the darkness Calls me a traitor, I'm John Biega I apologize for them silly sauce That insult was a short shot Before you have any bitterness Do me a favor, let me some sugar I am your neighbor So shake it, shake it Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. Hey, <laughs> you're so full. Soul food. Bon appétit.